0: Hey! What's going on everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. This so, man has a nickname, what does to say with no shame? Saturday, June 5th, 2021. Hope all's well out there everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Segling here, Seggy Station Podcast. Finally got a day off. Tons of stuff going on in sports. Looking forward to touching on a ton of the sports topics today. Particularly NBA as my dude Rich Hot Takes Letty on a Saturday coming through. Got plenty to get to in the first round action of the NBA playoffs leading into second round action which is set to start today bucks net 730 on TNT TNT plenty to touch touch on in the association with rich looking forward to doing that looking forward to being back a little rusty haven't been doing it as much but fired up to be here doing the podcast today appreciate all the love and support for the podcast as always you can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy station also got a live version up of the podcast up on my twitch stream it's underscore seggy underscore G And I still have the podcast up on a few platforms, Spotify, Podbean, a few others. Hopefully you get your podcast there. Should be a fire show today. Looking forward to it. Tons to get to in sports. Great time to be a sports fan. Great time of year to be watching sports. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball, good golf, all the above, tennis, French Open. Lots of controversy there. Plenty of stuff to touch on today. Looking forward to doing it. Right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Segi Straight Talk. Microphone is always direct. Time to reflect. Rich should be here in a moment. Looking forward to touching on a good amount of NBA with my guy, Rich. We'll be doing that here in a second. Looking to fire up the stream. Should check that out. It's pretty fire. Got my dog in the background. Everything's dope with that. Appreciate all of the support there, as always. Been feeling real good about the podcast. Even though I haven't been able to do it as much, I think it makes... You're better when I get to finally come back. Lots to touch on in sports today. Seggy Station. This is the great part about doing my podcast that I do genuinely love. Because Duke, uh, Duke texted me the other day. He goes, bro, I haven't seen you in three months. I was like, yeah, bro, I've just been busy at work. You've been busy. That's kind of why I like start up the pod, though. Because like we get to link up when we can, talk a little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a minute. I have been playing games Here's the thing, before I get into any of sports, I need to just bring this up real quick. I got a timer, got a nice uh, slate for you today, so hopefully we'll get through some of this NBA discussion, should be fire, glad we got to link up. Um, I'm feeling old as shit. I'm feeling really old. Uh, I'm not meaning to put you on the spot here, but I do think it's funny, I remember like going back a few years ago, TY, when we were like playing more games, was like, yo, when you and all your boys from college had like, the odds of who would get married first, and like... It was like a funny joke we had one time in the thing or engage first or whatever. And like, even if we did it between us boys, I'd be like, yeah, Rich has definitely got the highest odds. I, I'm still Mm -hmm. like, holy shit. Like, it's like, I knew it was going to happen at some point, but it's still kind of crazy. And then I just kind of think about it in terms of sports. I think about it in terms of my own life. Remember that, remember that girl that we looked up on the podcast from, uh, the AJ's in my, in town that you definitely know about AJ's. That we looked up, yeah, yeah. we, yeah, exactly. Saw her again last night. It was kind of funny because I was trying to pick up my food, and she's like, "Oh, she's like, she's like, why don't you go out to any of the bars, like, like Brookside, which is right next to it?" Like, what? I'm like, nah. I'm like, that's just, I'm just like, that's just not my. It's just like wild to me when I think about not only in sports, but like for us, like how old I feel. Like LeBron James, the way I watched him play the last couple games, I'm like, damn, this man's old. Mike Krzyzewski not coaching at Duke, I'm like, damn, I feel pretty old. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, I think, like, Fred Couples, Sergio Garcia and golf. Like, yeah, you can golf a lot longer, but being 50 and above 50 and being able to competitively golf it is insane that nobody really understands with some of these young studs. And you can go all the way across all sports where you're going to have dudes dropping out in all leagues, and it's kind of like, damn, this is this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know, it's just like. I feel like, I feel, I'm just, For like, sure. struggling with this whole thing. I'm like, Jesus, dude, like, how how much longer am I going to be living in town here? You know, it's just like, I'm like, fucking A, bro. I'm literally, like, I'm starting to lose my mind just because I talked to my boss about this, too. And he's not really a big sports guy, but he just always says, bro, when you start feeling older than, like, a lot of the people you're watching in sports, which, by the way, I already do. Luka Doncic yeah. going... 42 8 and 14 in game five dude's like 21 years old i'm like dude i couldn't even do that against like Wee, like rec ball like what do you mean bro you still got to make those shots you know what i mean like it's just yeah. i couldn't drop 42 i don't think unless it depending on the competition you know what i'm saying it's like geez like we, yeah. it's it's pretty incredible to see some of this stuff and i just feel like pretty damn old football is obviously short-lived yep. it's like some of these guys are gonna be out obviously tom brady's like a different thing but it's like he ain't going to be there forever, bro. And, like, I think, like, once he's not there, it's just going to be, like, weird for not only haters like me, but lovers of the Tom Brady like me where it's like, damn, we got football without Tom Brady. Uh, yep. You know, there's a lot of young youth up and coming, not only in the NBA you talked about in the chat, but all the other, uh, you know, sports leagues. And I get it. Sports aren't going to die out. But I don't know. Are you just – are you getting where I'm coming from with any of this? Like, I'm just literally – I'm just, like, struggling with all this, bro. I'm, like – yeah. I don't even know if it's like a confidence thing or what. I don't know if it's like coming out of COVID. Like, cause I don't know. I, I don't feel like doing like the whole like going out shit. And like, I don't know. It's just like you got so many people going out now, packed arenas and shit. Like all kinds of stuff where it's so different than what it was. And we just like harped on it for so long. And now it's just like all of a sudden over. I don't know. It's just like, it's just like weird for me.
1: That's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty real outside the sports front. Like, even just me, I'm trying to think where I was going the other day. I was going somewhere with more – oh, I was going to a, a bar to watch the Knicks game. First time I've gone to a bar since, like, COVID started, basically, other than, like, a, you know, like, quiet restaurant where everything's spaced out. Like, it wasn't a bar where you're, like, standing shoulder to shoulder. It's a sports bar. It's not Buffalo Wild Wings, but more like a Buffalo Wild Wings where everyone's at their own table. But still, like, a pretty packed place. And even before, I was like, damn, I'm not trying to, like, go out and, like, even see people right now. What the fuck? And then I'm like, what am I saying? I haven't seen people in a year. I got to fucking go out and just fucking do this. But, no, I think it's even on the sports front, I think it's even more real because, like, specifically me, I'm not as sure, like, when you started, probably around the same time. But, like, I got really into sports in 2003, 2004. And the guys that came in then are now the guys that are, out of the league, or if they're still in their league, on their last legs. So, like, yeah. I got lucky and didn't come into, like, rooting for a player in his prime. I came in rooting for Melo, who was, like, drafted that year in 2003. So, like, my whole time watching sports, it's been Melo, LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Paul. uh, Baseball, when I got out of it, was when, like, Manny and Poppy were gone, because those were the two guys I came in yeah, watching, yeah. and after they were gone, it was just kind of like, eh. yeah. um. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird time where it's, like, it's pretty cool to see all these young guys doing it, but you look around and, like, most of the guys that are a age are, are out of the league, like Dwayne Wade or on their last legs, like mellow kind of, but it, it's just crazy to look around and be like, damn, everyone's, everyone's new guys. Everyone's like you said, everyone's younger than me right now.
0: You know what the, <laughs> yeah. You want to know what the not good thing is for me in this whole regard, in this conversation is the fact that I, I still try and act like I'm like in high school. Like I still try and act like, you know, I can go and do the things I used to be able to do in high school. Like that's just not the case, bro. You know what it is? It's just like,
1: Bro, do you it's realize? Oh, uh, it's just crazy, that? bro. Nikola Jokic is younger than us.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like it, it, it <laughs> kind of messes insane, me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I Some mean. people,
1: it makes sense. Like, even though John ja Moran's balling, I look at John ja Moran, I'm like, yeah, I get it. He's younger than me. Like, he's filthy at basketball, but I see how he's younger than me. Nikola Jokic looks like a whole fucking 45-year-old man. <laughs> he's 26 year old years old.
0: Nah, uh, for real. All right, let's start with the sports. Uh, I'm starting with the Lakers. I think... I try to tell Chewy this, bro. Um, you know, obviously you got this Anthony Davis injury, which I heard the guys talking about this Countdown Crew and Chuck also calling him like, you know, whatever he was, soft tissue or, or street clothes, whatever, which is all... I think that shit is bullshit, bro, because here's guys like you talked about plenty of times, like out of the league, like always talking shit about dudes in the league, and here's I heard Shaq saying oh, if he's hurt, you know, he should be playing. But if he's injured, or if he's injured, he should be playing. But if he's hurt, he should be sitting out. It's the exact opposite. If he's hurt, a lot of guys are playing hurt right now, including LeBron James in this series, including Chris Paul in this series, including probably the rest of the NBA, a lot of nicks and bangs, all with a condensed schedule and everything off a short offseason. We all know what it is. But being injured is a different story. And, like, you saw Anthony Davis that first five minutes Dude, it was like, he shouldn't even have been out there, dude. Like, let's just be real. And the fact that he even tried, you got to give him some credit. But I think regardless of if he was 50%, 60%, didn't get injured and have an injury in the series, the Lakers were in trouble regardless, dude. Devin Booker, 47 in the closeout. Chris Paul with an injury, still competing, even though Anthony Davis with an injury wasn't able to compete. That's Chris Paul being slightly hurt. Who knows what it is? He's obviously injured, but he's still out there playing. It's the difference between having a lower body and an upper body injury in a sport like the NBA. Chris Paul not scoring and shooting as well, but still able to contribute differently enough to win with plenty of other guys contributing for the Suns. I don't think it's crazy that they got knocked out. I had the Suns in this series in seven. It ended in six. I believe you had the Lakers. Chu had the Lakers. Everybody had the Lakers. As a seven seed... No seven or eight seed has ever made it to an NBA Finals. Never mind, won an NBA Finals, and it would have just been crazy to see that type of run. LeBron James throwing him on his shoulders, doing all this type of shit, and now all the slander on LeBron James because he got knocked out in the first round. 14 and one now. He's 14 and all, and all this shit. Averaging 20, 21.8, 9.8 rebounds, 8.5 assists on 49.2 free for uh, shooting. But I believe that that was the worst series he's played in a decade. The fact that this man made nine straight finals, I think, is just as impressive as Jordan going 6-0. and I don't yep. believe that he got knocked out in the first round now. He's still got something left to give, and if he's injured, that all of a sudden he's out of this GOAT conversation. Jordan been knocked out in the first round before he was even there. And here's the thing I hate, yeah. because it's like super teams. I was getting this thing the other day. It's just, it's just bullshit now, because obviously it's not great for the NBA, but I think it is. Like... True NBA fans like me are going to be watching the NBA playoffs regardless who's in it. Yeah, obviously LeBron not being there isn't great. But all you're hearing now is, oh, see MJ. Oh, look, Skip fucking skipping his loo on on Undisputed. To me, it's bullshit, bro. To me, it's absolutely bullshit because LeBron James has still the same resume that he had heading into this, which in my opinion is right there with MJ and we'll see how it goes the last couple years. Obviously disappointing. Obviously not great to be seeing him playing like that. But I think the Suns were legit, and I think the Suns are legit going forward, and it'll be interesting to see how they do, for real.
1: Yeah, I. that's why it's tough with ESPN sometimes. Everything's so reactionary to everything that's going on. Like, in reality, a game-one series against the Phoenix Suns where Anthony Davis is hurt, they were the seven seed, LeBron James is a little hobbled with a hamstring still. Like, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like, it would be great to advance, but, like, the flip side of that is the argument I always hear against LeBron. It's like, oh, my God, he's lost in six NBA finals. It's like, well, according to everyone who hates on LeBron, it's better to lose in the first round than lose in the finals. So here you go. Here you go. Can't bash him for losing in the finals. It's just like, it's ridiculous. People, he's the best player in the league. He's the best player we've ever seen. If you weren't alive to see Michael Jordan. So people always want to have a take on his greatness, no matter what he does. And it's like, it gets to be a little much. Like, yeah, if you're going to have a take, the best time to have it is at the end of the season with a full sample size. But at the same time, like, what does this year really matter in the grand scheme of things for everything he's done? Like, he shouldn't be doing what he's been doing right now. It's sad to see. I mean, he's not the LeBron James of the past. Maybe he's just a little hampered with that hamstring injury still. but. I mean, he's also, what, 36 years old, that to be 37 years old, something like that, going into his 19th season. Like, I don't know if they're going to need to. Maybe it's worth talking about it now. I think they got to, I threw it in the chat. Like, I think they got to make some moves this off season. They got to bring in a ball handling guard. Um, Kyle Lowry or Mike Conley would probably be the best two options. I doubt Chris is going to be available. I wouldn't get Dennis Schroeder back. Um, he's fine, but I'll be pissed if my Knicks get him. There's conversations about the Knicks with him. Um, and you got to get some shooters around LeBron. There aren't enough good shooters around. Him. No one can hit a shot. KCP is the best shooter. Rich,
0: let me just say something real quick because I think it'd be crazy to say that that was not the normal LeBron James we've we've been accustomed to seeing in, in playoff basketball. I mean, that, I was watching some of those games, bro. I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of, you know. Which is just wild. Like I get home from work, I set an alarm because these games are on at fucking ten thirty at night, bro. You gotta be up till one in the morning, bro. If you're trying to watch this shit live, like I ain't trying to stay up from five in the morning till one in the morning. Like, I gotta get a nap in or something, bro, to be able to watch these games. I set an alarm two times to watch LeBron James in games. I'm like, oh, he's gonna come out like he needs to come out and at least compete in those games. They got blown out twice, not only in game five, game six. And you wanna know what that was? His type of play, bro. His type of play, not the same. And I will say this. He was trying to get others involved a lot, which he normally does, which I'm not going to knock him on, but he got no help, bro. Absolutely zero help. And I'm sick of people saying, oh, MJ, he could do it with no help. He didn't. He did it with help all the time. You need help. And LeBron James, with Dennis Schroeder going 0-9, it was like the first Laker ever to go 0-9 in a playoff series on that many shots. Kyle Kuzma, nowhere to be found. Like, you had Dwight Howard, Danny Green, uh, you know, I don't even know right now because I'm just off. But, like, the guys you lost, you know, and brought in, Montrezl wasn't even seeing the court, bro. Like, it was like, Mm -hmm. I told you that was going to be the reason why they were losing this series. Rondo, you lose. And they're still playing. All those guys are on playoff teams that are competing right now. Like, I don't understand why you made all those moves to get all these guys And, yeah, obviously injuries didn't help. But to me, it's not – this is not a knock on LeBron James. Like, yeah, he probably had the worst series he's had. But it's not a knock on LeBron James.
1: No, I wouldn't knock him. I would just say, like, as a fan noting what we're seeing, we're seeing, like, a change in LeBron. It's not a knock on LeBron. This change should have happened –
0: but I'm Six what I'm asking. <laughs> what I'm asking you, bro, is is this change due to the injury that he suffered and the fact that Anthony Davis was really not in this series at all, in my opinion. I'll, I'll put it like this way. you don't really have a chance if you don't have Anthony Davis healthy, sixty percent, whatever it is in this series. Like he wasn't there for a couple games. Like you, you got nothing, dude. Like LeBron if you're the...
1: James is thirty-six years old. Three years ago 3 years ago in the 2018 finals against the Warriors when he um the J.R. Smith game when they lost 5 to 1 but LeBron was on like a tear played five of his best games ever they were just way overmatched he could have he could have kicked this team up a notch and they could have won this series i'm 100% sure of that and like the next question is okay is that due to the injury that he couldn't do that or is that due to like that he's a few years older probably both I don't know. Hamstring injuries are tough. But he's Rich, also three years older, and he's going to be thirty-seven years old. But older Rich, now. I also you're need like
0: to—I also need to say this: when, when Devin Booker goes for twenty-two points in the first quarter, the Suns are yeah. shooting eight to ten field goals, five of six from three. Devin Booker has six threes. LeBron James has three field goals, two threes, and you're getting blown out by 15, 20 points. Like, what, what, what do you think he needs? He either has to score more points, which he can't do. He can't score it's at that just... clip. It's just. He doesn't yeah, have any to, of that help. So just, He's to be
1: looking- clear, just to be clear, watching the game, it was like you could tell LeBron wasn't as assertive as normal. Not that the game was LeBron's fault. It's not that, like, oh, LeBron should have done this and they would have won. I think if he could have, he would have. Whether it's the injury, which probably is the main thing, or it's just being a few years older than he was in, like, 2018 when he was going to takeover mode or even in the bubble doing well last year. Um
0: he wasn't able to
1: do it. I think he would have if he could have. And that's Anthony Davis not being there. If I had known... They had 14 points. They had 14
0: points in the the first quarter of that game six. Season low. Season low.
1: Yeah. If I I had known Anthony Davis wasn't going to play the majority of this series, I would have picked the Suns in probably like seven or six games. Assuming Anthony Davis was going to be like out there eighty percent of himself, I was taking the Lakers. But this, the Suns are a talented team. Like a lot of people are treating the Lakers like they were the two seed, and the Suns are the seven seed. Like the Suns are over a fifty win team in a shortened season, oh, a really Suns good does, defensive team. The Suns like the deserve Suns all the team. credit. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a. I think you can make a very good case if it's easier to make if the Clippers lose in Game Seven, that the Suns are the favorite to come out the West. I just I, don't know
0: to, I just need to ask players. you before we switch out of this uh, topic, which is. You know LeBron James pretty much leaving the court early because they're getting blown out in Game Five five minutes ago. He's asking to get subbed out. I've been hearing lots of people coming in the slander of that on him towards MJ. Oh, he never he never would have been asked to subbed out. Oh, he never would have left the court. And and, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, like this is the type of shit where. <laughs> It just bothers me. It just so bothers ridiculous. me, dude, because that's just where it's at. And Suns aren't getting enough credit, bro. Like I said, Devin Booker's the best player in this series. DeAndre Ayton, first career playoff game, uh, four playoff games, 21-16, and 10-11 field goals, 22-10, and 11-13 field goals, 22-11, and 11-15 and field goals, 14-17, 6-8 field goals. Absolutely destroying the Lakers down low. Like, that's yep. why they won this series, was the Suns were a better team. Let's just be real. It had nothing to do with LeBron James' play. It, the, the roster, the, the, the Devin I Booker, the, all I of it. Main, Suns were better. Takeaway. And that's what I thought going into this series, regardless of anything going on. And that's how it kind of ended up. And it, everyone now is all crazy. Oh, Lakers are out. Oh, NBA playoffs suck. Like, dude, I expected no. the Suns to win this. I think the Suns are a great team. I'll be watching.
1: I think the main takeaway for most NBA fans is, again, like we don't know if it's because of the injury or age, but it's the first time we've seen LeBron James against a team where, like, if you told us LeBron James, would what we knew about LeBron James, even from last year, is facing the Phoenix Suns, and Chris Paul is pretty hampered, and Anthony Davis won't be out there that much, I think most people are still picking the Lakers to win that because it's like LeBron will find a way against that team. So it's it's kind of the first time as NBA fans being like, damn, LeBron didn't find a way against the team. Because usually the team he loses to is like, a super mega team and he's doing everything he can it was the first time we didn't see nah dude you gotta give like the credit crazy. to the suns
0: and you gotta give credit to devin booker i, I mean it was the I sun's do. first playoff win since 2010 from first playoff win since 2010 devin booker in game six bro plus 93 47 points second most to eliminate a defending champion he was the second player in sun's history with 45 and 10 in a playoff game charles barkley who did it twice I mean, the Suns deserve a lot of credit, like I mentioned, bro. CP3, no joke. Monty Williams, probably coach of the year. Jay Crowder being there was on the Heat playoff run last team. Yeah. Uh, playoff run last year with the Heat. It's, you got to give credit. I think the Suns are legit. It'll be interesting to check out some of these series going forward as now they're facing the Nuggets, and we'll touch on that here in a minute. But I did want to touch on the other L.A. team real quick who did force a Game 7, the only Game 7 we're going to have. I mean, you saw Game Fives really only five-game series in the East. You saw all series tied basically besides the Jazz and Grizz who were up 1-0 were the Grizz and then lost four straight when Donovan Mitchell returned. Uh, Five-game series there, but the rest were all t- tied 2-2 and they ended up six-game series besides this. Mavs Clippers, game seven tomorrow night. Luka Doncic obviously has been playing out of his mind. Uh, I saw he assisted or scored on 31 of the 37 field goal, like 83%. You've been seeing what he's doing. I mentioned his 40 two-point game in 43 minutes um they what's crazy about this series is not a single uh team has won a home game and that's the first time that's ever happened in nba history so you got the clippers now returning home having a chance with the Cl- lakers out after blowing this series or blowing uh, a few games at the end of the year to not have to face the lakers lakers are out now you just got to take care of the mavericks and luka Doncic, and that's basically it Chris Porzingis, seven points last night, bro. Like Hardaway Jr. is pretty much the only one they got. Jalen Brunson, and that's basically it. Luka Doncic is the entire team. Let's just be real. Like, what Luka Doncic is doing right now is what LeBron James would be doing if he was his his age. Like, let's just be real. I'll give There's you another
1: been one. It's what I'll give you another one. It's what James Harden was doing for the last six years, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna take a take a break on that. I mean, but this stuff is honestly ridiculous, though. Is this what James Harden was doing, though? Carrying his team through the playoffs? I don't think he was. Notable players with 40-point points. Seg, seg, what? what? Seg.
1: Luka hasn't won a playoff round
0: yet. He's, He's been to the, the playoffs two times, bro. He's had 11 okay. games in the playoffs. He's got okay. four 40-point games. That ties <laughs> Michael Jordan. He has more 40-point games. Wow. Hold on a second. It took him... It took him 11 games to get four 40-point games. Magic Johnson, 190. Karl Malone, 193. Tim Duncan, 251. Some of the stuff this dude's doing is on another clear. level. What do you mean?
1: I think I think Luka Doncic will have a better career than James Harden does. I don't think that's a hot take. I think most people would agree with that. But what I'm saying is you just said he's actually carrying his teams to playoff success. I know he's young. I'm not hating on him for it, but he hasn't won a playoff round yet.
0: If they he win this series, playoff. that's not a success. If they that's lose a, this series, is, if they lose is, this series, is, is this not is, the most? Is, is this not the most impressive playoff series in a loss? Li- realistically. Like we just yeah, saw what him, Dame him, Lillard did. Him and,
1: him and Dame Lillard. Yeah, obviously.
0: Like, him. this is incredible but, the stuff he's doing. What,
1: okay, what I'm trying to say, and I'm not even trying to make this about Harden, but like you can't say Harden had playoff success if he went to the Western Conference Finals a bunch of years of that stuff.
0: We'll get I, into I Harden guess, in a my, minute, brother.
1: My thing with Luca my thing with Luca is just like it's the closest thing I've seen to Harden's playstyle, and people seem to bash Harden and people seem to love it with Luca, which is odd. Super odd. Like it's what Harden was doing. Luca's got a little more flair. He's doing some like crazy stuff out there, like differently. Harden's a little more slow mo, but it's it's the closest thing to that play style I've seen. They're doing it very similarly. I think Luca's going to be the better player when it's all said and done, which is impressive because Harden's up there.
0: All right, Rich. You know what? I don't want to talk about Harden right now. I want to know who you think's going to win this game seven. Kawhi Leonard, forty five points after three points in the first quarter. Paul George. Oh, I got to show you something too, by the way. Paul George, and then combined eighty nine field goals. Kawhi Leonard. First player since Tim Duncan in 2009 to have five of five field goals in the first fourth quarter of a playoff game. Got some PGs.
1: Got oh, some PG-13s. Those are dope. You just get those? those yeah,
0: bro. Got came the, Those came in uh, last night, right before the game, brother. Let's go. Yeah, hopefully they don't blow it in game seven, even though I did have the Mavericks in this series.
1: And, and uh, you can go out in the driveway and throw some off the side of the backboard.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> I'm just curious what you think, yo. What do you think? Who's going to win this game Dude. seven? This is a tough series for me. Like, I, I wouldn't. I want to see Luka Doncic win, but he's got no help. Like, the, the Clippers have a better roster all the way through and through. Let's just be real. They should win this game at home. And if they don't, it's, it's mightily upsetting for them to lose this series after everything they did to get this matchup into all the hype around the Clippers two seasons in a row, first-round exit. Like, that'd be tough. That'd be extremely yeah. tough.
1: I can't wait for sports betting to be legal in Connecticut, but even if it was, I can promise you I would not bet on this game, because I literally have no idea, because it's one of those things where every single game, if you would ask me this series, like, who's going to win this game, the logical answer every single time should be the Clippers, just because of, like, they're so much more talented. Chris Eppler is supposed to be the second-best player on the Mavs, and he's, like, the 10th best player in the series right I don't now. Know,
0: yeah, I don't even want to hear it. He's so, fucking so, like, terrible.
1: Like, it's the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade, not the Porzingis trade, is what I've seen everyone been saying. I so start, we to go about the Knicks winning that trade. Porzingis has been bad, so like, everything I can point to says the Clippers should win. They're at home, although no one's won a home game in this series. They have the um, better duo in the series, both better defenders um, than the guys on the Mavs. But like, I don't know, man. It's Luka, and that's what that's what's so special about him. Like, it's He's the, maybe the only other player right now. Like, you could say it maybe about Steph and Harden when they were doing it a few years ago. You could always say it about LeBron. but Maybe the only player right now um, where you could just be like, yeah, no matter what team he's on, like, it's him, though. He's, he's kind of got a shot. Like, he could just carry him to it. Like, it's really impressive. Like, I I wouldn't bet against the Mavericks, but if I'm going to have to pick, like, I got to say the Clippers, like, they just have – they have so much more to lose, I don't see how you don't go out there, like, so motivated as Kawhi and Paul George. Like, we cannot lose this game on our home court in the first round to this team. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought
0: the Mavs were going to win last night, bro. I I honestly thought they were going to win last night. Crunch time was clutch for Kawhi and PG, as I mentioned. That's the only reason they won that game. And if they can do that in Game 7, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers won. Because, like I said, it's, it's tough to play one on five. That's basically what I see a lot of this time. Like, I've seen Luka Doncic literally just trying to play one-on-five and being able to do so, by the he way. He it really well. Yeah, like, it's not that he's dude, not able he to do some, so, but.
1: He had some crazy shots, like, in the, like, mid-range shots, like, kind of in the post, like, backing down Marcus Morris, where, like, Marcus Morris guarded him, like, as well as you could possibly guard him. Yeah, Kawhi I was,
0: was just, guarding him more, though. I think, dude, I d- think didn't they could be did him,
1: and it was just swoosh, and you could just see Marcus Morris just sitting there after, like, what the. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. All right, here's, Rich.
0: Here's uh, let's switch into this. Um, this is tough for you, I bet. Uh,
1: it's all right. I'm not mad about it. You oh, know, I don't, here's actually, the I thing. Don't know wh- I don't know which one we're talking here's about. Here's
0: the thing, brother. We talking about
1: I Williams told, the you, the okay. okay I told
0: you the Hawks were going to fucking win this series. I told you the Hawks were going to win this series. Knicks did not look great. Julius Randle, not great. Literally, Derrick Rose was your best player in this series. And to have to say that is kind of wild. I don't know why Quickly wasn't getting more minutes. Obi Toppin seemed to be getting more burned, like you said. Uh, The Hawks are just a better, better, better squad. And I also want to mention that I had the Hawks going to the Eastern Conference Finals, going back on this pod here a couple months back. I think that's highly possible now with this uh, injury to Embiid. And we'll talk about it here on the way out with some predictions in round two. But I do want to just get your take on what went down with the Knicks. Like... It was a successful season, obviously, because you obviously uh, outperformed a lot of expectations and not only your own fan base, but for NBA fans, everybody. like Anybody that had the Knicks making the playoffs, pretty much me only, I feel like. Uh, To be a four seed in the East, uh, it was pretty wild to see. Uh, The Garden Rock and all the things we mentioned. But this was disappointing, to be honest. This was a disappointing showing. I don't know if the, the story is much of the fact that it was just disappointing for the Knicks and Julius Randle, or Trey Young is just that dude. This dude is the second player ever to have three straight 30-point games as an opposing player at Madison Square Garden. You know who the other player is, right? Number 23, MJ. We all talk about him here on a podcast everywhere. That's impressive, dude. That's an impressive stat. He's he's accounting for 50, 56 points, 36 points, 10 assists. He's the fourth player to average 25-10 and 10 Joining Steph Curry back in 2013 uh, through his first four playoff games, this dude Trey Young's impressive. Clint Capella is underrated. A lot of these guys that they got around these dudes, I think, are good NBA pl- players. Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovic, uh, DeAndre Hunter, good young player. John Collins, good young player. I think the Hawks are legit. I think they're showing that they're legit. 31 and 12 now, 31 and 11, I believe, since Nate McMillan took over, including the playoffs. This team's legit, tough, tough draw, I said, for your Knicks, and it, it wound up being that way. Uh, how you feeling about your Knicks?
1: Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. My, my take was a pure fan take. I, I said it the whole year. My hesitation with the Knicks, even when it started to become clear they were making the playoffs and where you and I – it's funny because you and I disagreed on this and you were higher on the Knicks, but then I picked the Knicks and you picked against the Knicks because you were also higher I on
0: the Knicks. I told you the Hawks. I so like the Hawks, though. So I was
1: – no, I know. So I feel like I was right in some regard. I just went with the biased take on the Knicks, and where I was really wrong about everything is, I won't lie, I I noticed it probably after we had talked on here, but I think before game one, maybe after game one, like how good the Hawks' defense had been since Nate McMillan was hired yep. versus how bad it was prior to. And I just think of the Hawks as a bad defensive team, honestly, with Bogdanovich, Trey Young. Obviously, Capella's a good defender, but they had been like a top – six, seven like defensive teams since Nate McMillan was hired. And that's honestly what I said. I like, I'll be honest, I didn't know that to be to be completely honest about the them with Nate McMillan. But that's the main thing I said was going to kill the Knicks all year in the playoffs and why I wouldn't pick them to win any series. The only and I kept saying all year, the only series I give them a chance in is against the Hawks because I was thinking like Hawks terrible defense Trey Young, which was wrong. Um but what happened was they basically play all their guys 40 ish 38 to 40 minutes a night in the regular season where other teams start boosting that up in the postseason so they already are doing what other teams are doing in the regular season or sorry in the postseason in the regular season so they don't have that like next level to take it to plus their guys are guys focusing really heavily on the defensive end but aren't necessarily guys that are more defensively talented than guys on other teams they're just very well defensively coached however when you get to the playoffs And everyone's focusing on defense, and some teams have better defensive personnel, and that's your main skill set. That gets taken away. And when your best offensive players, Julius Randle, who they're doubling every time, time, never been to the postseason, starts looking like last year's. And Derrick Rose has to be the main guy to step up. I mean, we all could have said, if you told any of us before this uh, series, Derrick Rose is going to be the best player on the Knicks. I would have been like, okay, so Hawks in 4, 5, like like that's just that's just how it was going to go. Julius Randle. I mean, Arkansas Julius
0: Randle had an incredible ball. season. Most improved player. He averaged 24.1, 45.6 from the field, 41.3. And these playoffs, man, he was terrible. He was absolutely yeah. garbage. 18 points per game, 29.8 field goal percentage, 33.3 from and 3. He was terrible, dude. It. He was absolutely terrible. You got to give him some credit for having the season he had, he says they'll be back. He says they'll be able to build and hopefully get some pieces and, and be back. I'll tell you but right now. I'll tell you right it. now. If he's performing like that, he's not a number one option, bro. And he was your number one option. You're going to need a number one option going forward. You better hope it's a guy that can, can produce a little bit better than what he did in the, the playoffs. scary story. thing
1: to me, and I've talked about it with some people at work, a lot of Knicks fans I work with, is like, I don't think Julius Randle is even a second option on a championship team. Because what he did so well this year is being a first option. Like, if you make him the second option, that takes away all of the things he did so well if you're taking the ball out of his hands the majority of the time, in my opinion. So, like, I don't think they'll do it because of how how great of things he did for the Knicks this year, but I kind of hope they sell high on him and don't give him too big of a contract. Like, I would way rather, like, I don't know if this is even possible, but try and package him in, like, a Bradley Beal trade or something like that and move on from there. But we'll see. I mean, I yeah, like dude. Randall, I mean, but I don't think he's gonna be a one A or one B on a championship team.
0: I love the Hawks. I mean, Trey Young, first career playoff series, twenty nine point two points per game, nine point eight rebound or assists, I'm sorry, forty four field goal, ninety two from the free throw line, four one series over the Hawks. I mean, or over the Knicks. I think
1: I think it's gotta be tougher for him next round. I think they I think they stick the Knicks didn't have the personnel to do this, and I could be wrong. If Trey Young beats the Sixers, even without Embiid, like, hats off to him. That's absolutely incredible. Take a bow.
0: Have... He already did, bro. I think but, people but are ha- sleeping has... on this Hawks but, team. But that's what I legit. think is going to
1: happen is they're just going to stick Ben Simmons on him, and Trey Young is not comfortable. The Hawks aren't comfortable. They basically refuse to do it, have Trey Young play off the ball, and they're going to have to do that if Ben Simmons is just sunk on him all game because that's not a matchup he's used to going against. I mean, if he cooks Ben Simmons, then, wow, good for him. But I, I don't.
0: I don't see that happening. All right, let's uh, switch into this real quick. I was right about the Suns. I was right about the Hawks over the Knicks. I was wrong about a couple other series, and I wanted to touch on this one first. I do have some smoke on this, though. This Blazers-Nuggets series, you know how I feel about the Nuggets. Jokic was incredible. I think he's the first Nuggets player to have five 30-plus point uh, games in a playoff series. Uh, Dude was incredible. And it's, also you always say, hold on a second, hold on. Yeah. Hold on a fucking second though. Let me just say something about this series. Cause that, that Dame Lillard game, we all know what it was. 55 points, double overtime. They lost the game. His team was one of 14 in crunch time. It was Dame Lillard one on five versus the Nugs. He ended, they ended up losing the game, but I think that was the most incredible live performance i've seen i'm thinking when i when he's shooting that overtime shot i'm like oh man that's in second one i'm like oh man that's in he got fouled bro he got fouled on that second shot i don't know how he didn't get a free throw let me just say a few things about the nba real quick they call those fouls consistently in the nba in the crunch time moment that dude makes that shot how is that not called and let me just say if you're not going to call it with the review that you have in the NBA, I think this is so stupid with the NBA. How are you not going to get calls like that right in the playoffs? It like, like okay, they don't have a challenge left. It's it's the le- it's a second overtime of the biggest game of the series, two two series tied. Dude has fifty five points going, gets fouled on an unreal shot, can't even be looked at, like can't even be reviewed. Like I don't get that. He got fouled, Rich. I am going to take that to my grave. I will talk about this for the rest of my life. Damian Lillard got fouled on that shot. I don't understand how that wasn't called. I really don't. I see fouls called of jump shooters from three way worse than that. Dude got hit right on the arm. Right on the arm. Clear foul. And it wasn't even called. Okay, can't be looked at. Like the NBA can't review any of these crunch time plays. Like the NFL, we see under two minutes. That's why I think the NFL is better than the NBA. And I do love the NBA, Rich. I think the NBA is a great league. I think the NBA is phenomenal. But I think this type of shit pisses me off about the NBA. Like, why can't we get the calls right? I always bitch about in the NFL. Sometimes they get them wrong, right? But at least they review them. At least they review them, bro. Like, in the NFL, it's reviewed. A lot of this stuff is reviewed. The NBA, they're trying to institute some of this reviewable shit, and it's not. And in my opinion, you know, that's I why mean, the Blazers lost this series. Like, let's just be real. Like, they you're lost you're this right, series the because they should have won this. that game, the Blazers, and the percentages of winning game five go up extremely high in a 2-2 yeah. series tied. I think that's terrible. And it's tough for Dame Lillard. And his opposed to Nipsey Hustle and all this shit, Terry Stotts gets the boot this morning, I believe, you know, eight seasons or nine seasons. He's the second all-time winningest coach uh, for the Blazers, you know, they've been to eight straight playoff appearances, bounced in the first round four out of the last five, that's not on Damian Lillard, let's just be real here, I think Damian Lillard's about fed up with this shit, I would not be surprised with everything we see going on with all these players and all these teams, Damian Lillard, probably not going to be a Blazer much longer, after this performance from his team, in my opinion, they're a much better roster, and they just got outperformed by a guy, one guy basically, in Austin Rivers and fucking Facundo Capazzo. Like, let's just be real, dude. Like, Michael Porter Jr. I get it, he had twenty-two points and nine minutes that closeout game. That was impressive, and I said he he was gonna have to play big for them to win. But I think the Blazers. That's just this is this this is disappointing. This is extremely disappointing for me. I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Give me a few minutes on the Blazers, the series, and going forward. Um, I thought it was. I don't remember exactly how many games I picked. I picked the Blazers. I picked them in 7, I think. You picked them in 5. It was at the end of the day just going to come down to who went crazier, Jokic or um Lillard I thought. And if Lillard, if you had showed me Lillard doing what he was doing, I would have thought the Blazers won this series, but they just they literally just had no answer for Jokic. Like Nurkic isn't a terrible option to have guard him if you could like pick through guys in the league. They're better guys. Like maybe yeah, you'd rather have like a Bam out there or something like Bro, that. Bro, he fouled like, out Nurkic. every
0: fucking game. What Nurkic fouled out every yeah, game? I know.
1: I know, dude. That's what Jokic. I think that's what Jokic is going to do to a lot of people. I'd imagine that's what he's going to do to. It's going to be a problem next round for the Suns. Like the Suns are the far better defensive team, but if Jokic gets eight in and foul trouble. The Suns, the guys they have coming in after that are Kaminsky and Saric, and oh, my God, will Jokic destroy them. <laughs> oh, my God, will he destroy them. So, like, Aiden better stay out of foul trouble next round. Aiton's a little bit – Aiton's a really good defensive center already. He might be a better defensive center than Nurkic, so I hope he fares better.
0: Rich, um, I just need to ask you something about the Nuggets real quick because I, yeah, I get it. I he's
1: got been, there. But.
0: He's been incredible, and I, I want to get you in on your Blazers. Melo, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. You know, Lillard going forward, now a coaching job open in the Blazers. What's going on with the Blazers? But I just need to ask, did the Nuggets not win these games because of a big-time Austin Rivers shot and a big-time fourth quarter by Austin Rivers by a Michael Porter Jr. big-time game? Like, I get it. Jokic has been playing consistent. But are they not winning these games because of these other performances? Like, it's the same thing I was talking about with LeBron James. If one of these other guys could have stepped up on the fucking team, maybe they could have been in one of these games. Like, dude, they weren't even in any of these games because no one else stepped up. Some of these other guys on the Nuggets are stepping up, and with Jokic playing the way he's playing, that's why they won this series. I didn't oh, expect yeah. Jokic to be able to win on his own. He didn't, and now going forward, if these players can continue to do that, I don't think they're beating the Suns, though, bro. That's wild. That's a wild take. Like they're, was, I don't think they—they're going to be no, in I, trouble.
1: I didn't—I didn't say they were. I'm just saying if Jokic gets eight and in foul trouble, the Suns aren't going to have an answer for Jokic. Yeah, so I get I w- that. I'm not picking them to beat the Suns. Um. Their main issue here was, like, the Blazers, the other guys weren't doing great. Covington had some games. C.J. McCollin had some decent games. But, like, they weren't stopping the Nuggets. The Nuggets scores over each of these games, 123, 128, 120, 115, 147. That was the double overtime. 126. Like, you're, that's a lot of points. Those are two bad defenses. But just going forward with the Blazers, if I had to project – I think the reason, I heard—I forget why I heard saying this, and I thought it was a really good point, because to me the Gary Trent for Powell trade made no sense, because Gary Trent was just the younger asset. They You're going to have to sign either one of them to a contract this summer. And I heard it put this way, and I think it does make sense to me. Powell's a much better fit next to Damian Lillard. He's a better defender than CJ is. Not to say he's a better player than CJ, but a better backcourt fit next to Damian Lillard to just have a little bit better defense. I wouldn't be surprised if they... Damian Lillard has 4 years left on his contract. I've seen a lot of trades thrown out there for Damian Lillard, but like think about it. What trade is really benefiting the Blazers to get rid of Damian Lillard? Like you would have to he has 4 years left on his contract and is in his prime right now. Like they don't want to let go of Damian Lillard. He would have to literally be like get me the fuck out of here, which I don't know if he's going to do. That hasn't shown to be something he's going to do in the past. He might be unhappy, but what I think they're going to do this summer is sign whoever the fuck Damian Lillard wants as coach because they want him to be there. I'd imagine they're going to trade C.J. McCollum, have re-signed Norman Powell. I wouldn't be surprised if they also traded Nurkic. I doubt Melo's getting re-signed. I doubt Canner's getting re-signed. They need better defensive guys. I think it's going to be a very different Blazers team next year. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be a championship-contending team, but I think it's going to be a very different team. I think Lillard's there, and a lot of other pieces are gone. I hope Lillard's gone. He deserves to get go to another team, a bigger market. But like, I just don't think the Blazers are going to do it. I can't imagine like even like a. Bradley Beal, even if the Knicks traded like a Julius Randle. Like, the Blazers are looking at any of those trades, even with picks, and being like, well, no, we're we're not we're getting so much worse. We have one of the best 10 players in the NBA in his prime. Like, I don't see why they would do that unless he's literally like, get me the fuck out of here. And so you think not- so
0: you think the Blazers are going to get Jason Kidd? Because that's who uh, Lillard's on the record saying he wants as yeah, coach.
1: I don't know about that. A lot of people... Look, I'm not gonna lie and act like I know like what a coaching hire means for a team. Like I watch a lot of NBA. I don't know it that well. But a lot of people who I feel like know the NBA way better than me and like analysts and stuff and people who I trust do know more seem to not think Jason Kidd is a very good idea at all. And like, I don't know. Maybe he's not. I really I really don't know. I don't have much of an opinion on it. He didn't have a great tenure with the Bucks. He's been with the Lakers under Frank Vogel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I really don't know.
0: All right, let's get back in. Let's it. get back into these. Something I wanted to touch on before we touch on any of the other uh, matchups and any other series updates. The Celtics, bro. I needed to touch on this because this sure. had a lot of people up in smoke with some Woj bombs. Uh, Danny Ainge, basically stepping down. Brad Stevens, instead of getting fired, receives a promotion. He's going to move up into the front office. Something I talked about. You know, we, what's going on, Brad Stevens? You know, he's He's got a good record. They've been making the playoffs plenty of times. You talked about. But I think something's just off. Now all of a sudden.
1: Okay, yeah. That's that's
0: what I want to kind of get into, though. Because this is my thing with Stephen A. He's fucking been. He's been acting up like wild. I don't know what is good with Stephen A, Exactly.
1: He was treating Brad Stevens like he's like the worst coach in the NBA. He's like a top five (laughs) coach. He was not about to get fired. Here's
0: my thing. He just has to make it all about this black and white argument, which I just don't. I get that there's something to be looked at with some of these other candidates, but I think there's something to be said with Brad Stevens not having any experience in the front office and and, and maybe another guy could do better than, than Brad Stevens. But there's no there's no question that Brad Stevens has a resume that shows he, he can do and win in not only the NBA, but the college ranks, can can build programs, whatever. Like he he has the opportunity to put on a a good performance, uh, as the the Celtics president, basketball operations, whatever you're calling him. But if he doesn't, if he's not doing well, like then he's got to go. Like that's the thing. These guys, they, these guys deserve to get an opportunity. It's just a matter of how that opportunity goes. And I just think that's going to be interesting to see now because now the Celtics are looking for a head coach. Now there's question marks surrounding everything around Brad Stevens and Stephen A's takes on it. And this is my thing. Like if Brad Stevens. Does a good job. Then what Stephen A. gonna say? Oh well, shit, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like annoying no, yeah, to me. I mean, this is what I hate don't... about this whole thing because, like, what people need an opportunity. It doesn't really matter who you, what you are. If you get an opportunity, it's what you do with it. And and if you yeah. if he if the Celtics are shit over the next two seasons, three seasons, he's got to go out of that position. Like you can't give him more than three, four, five years, in my opinion. Like yes. if they're not doing well. The thing that's super
1: wrong about this to me is, like, and I agree with all that, is the way, like, Stephen A. specifically was talking about it, for anyone that didn't hear, just basically saying that, like, Brad Stevens didn't deserve this. And was basically talking about, like, how do you go from, like, getting fired to getting promoted? Like, dude, he wasn't going from getting fired, and if the Celtics fired him, a team would have hired Brad Stevens so fast, like, so fast, quicker than any coach has ever been hired, like, instantly. Two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was, when Kyrie Irving was on the Celtics, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, Brad Stevens was, like, widely revered as a top-two basketball mind in terms of coaches with Greg Popovich. This dude is not just, like, some coach that's like, ah, he's not what he used to be. Like, their bench, the guys they had playing 20-plus minutes were Grant Williams, Semi Ojolet, they had Tristan Thompson, who was their starting center, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, Naismith, like guys who like Pritchard, Naismith, they could be good going forward, but these aren't Okay, guys- yeah,
0: so here's the thing I've been hearing about the Celtics. Like, this isn't Brad Stevens. This is the knock on Danny Ainge, not putting enough good talent roster around for Brad Stevens to work with. So now Brad Stevens, hopefully he can move up there and do that for the next coach. Celtics improve around Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Here's my thing, though. You're risking the fact that Brad Stevens has no idea what he's doing, and that's where I'll agree with Stephen A. in this sense, where These guys that get these opportunities, man, it's really just a name thing. It's just, that's basically what it is, right? I disagree.
1: Like, like it's... I disagree with that one.
0: Like, Steve Nash didn't get an opportunity because of his name. Like, it's just the same thing with all these guys that get opportunities for the first time. Like, it's... But it it goes anywhere in sports. It's the same thing I bitch about in my industry. Like, I feel like I'm qualified to move up and be a head golf professional, right? But, like, everyone will look at me and be like, oh, this dude's young. Oh, he doesn't have enough experience. It's like, all right, dude. Like... I need to get an opportunity before you can tell me I suck, right? Like, yeah. I don't mind getting an opportunity fucking up in a season or two and getting the boot, like, but, like, at least give that dude a chance to, to show he has a uh, has an opportunity with something that he's trying to do. Like, I don't know. I think- Brad Stevens clearly wants to do this. He had the Indiana job, Uh, you know, look out. Obviously, you talked about he can get a head coaching job anywhere in the NBA or wherever, like, he clearly wants to do this if that's, you know, the smoke that's going to come in on it. And like, I think this will just be interesting to see how it goes with the Celtics now.
1: He knows the team better than anyone. He's a top basketball mind. And like, when you're going to, he's not in this job alone. He's not like sitting at home alone. Like, oh my God, how the fuck do I do this? You have like an entire staff of people that have worked in the front office. Like he knows the team better than anyone. If he doesn't know like some cap gymnastics or like some crazy thing that he wouldn't know, like. There's going to be five dudes around him that will, like, tell him the answer to that. So, like, I just think it's being dramatic. Like, to the Steve, I agree with you to a certain extent. Bro, you like Steve this Nash Donnie thing.
0: Mitchell jersey? This shit's I fire, do. right?
1: I agree with you on a, to a certain extent on the Nash thing. But the flip side to that is, like, yeah, there were other coaches more qualified than Steve Nash. But do Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving want someone who's a great coach? Or do they want someone that they feel knows basketball better than them? Did the other coaches know basketball better than Steve Nash? probably not probably like 20 people on earth do so it's like there's different sides to this and just like have they done this exact job before like brad stevens knows this celtics team and is a smarter basketball person than most people yeah but this is
0: my whole thing on it bro like this is my thing like steve nash gets the opportunity to coach the detroit pistons let's see how that goes like dude he got the best opportunity yeah exactly exactly. so like
1: for him yeah Dude, it's it's like how you hire you hire different coaches for different scenarios. Like how we like whenever like Kenny Atkinson was a good development coach, but they didn't want him there on the Nets because like these guys don't want to be developed. They want someone who's when they're talking to them, they're like, "All right, you've done this before. You might know better than me how to do this." And it's easier to listen to them. Like that's just that's just how it is. Let's
0: get into this because. I just need to mention this also, too. The Heat were in the finals last year, and they were swept. The only team swept so far in the NBA playoffs by the Bucs, a team they had a series that I thought was going to go deeper than it did. I had the Bucs in this series, so I was right about that, but not right about the sweep. Uh, They're now facing the Nets, who didn't sweep the Celtics. Celtics got one game, but finished off in five games. The, The Nets, obviously, big three. I saw they had 104 points in game four, which is the most by any trio in a playoff game in NBA history. Pretty much accounting for 83% of the points in that game. Uh 50. They had a 141 point game, which was the most scored in a franchise history. They scored or assisted on 137 of those 141. Uh obviously what they're doing in their just 13th game play together is pretty incredible. And I lost a bet to a dude that doesn't even have a license on the heat, not winning a game. Uh I'm pretty fucking pissed on Jimmy Butler his performance, the Heat just not being able to win one game. Like, I get the Bucks are legit, but here's my here's my thing now. This is the best series, I think, in this second round. Bucks nets It's starting tonight. It's starting tonight. 7.30, TNT-Rich, one NBA game tonight. Uh, this is going to be must-see TV. I think this is going to be extremely interesting because you got these guys, the big three in the Nets, averaging 85.9 points these playoffs. Giannis is averaging 39.7 against the Brooklyn Nets this season. The combination of Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, 84.7 against the Nets this season. These are the top two offenses. In my opinion, this is going to come down to who plays better defense. And this is what I talked about all going into these playoffs for the Nets is when it comes down to be trying to play some defense, trying to lock up Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, any of these players, Bobby Portis, I think P.J. Tucker has slept on. This Bucks team is legit. I know they lost DiVincenzo for the rest of the series, for the rest of the playoffs. He has a torn ligament in his foot. But I don't think Brent Forbes ain't doing too bad for a guy they also got picked up. I think the Bucs are going to take care of the Nets. Strictly because of the fact you got defense versus offense. Offense on both sides isn't a problem. It's the defense for me. I think the Bucs are going to be a much more better defensive team in this series. It'll be a deeper series, I think. Maybe six games. I'd take the Bucs in six. Maybe seven, depending on how the Nets are playing. Um, but I think it's going to matter, bro. Defense. I think that you're going to see the Nets not only having a hard time defending the Bucks, but I think the Bucks' defense drew Holiday. Being able to lock up maybe Kyrie Irving, James Harden a little bit. Bobby Portis, P.J. Tucker, I think... What they did to the Heat is not to be overlooked. Like, I don't think the Heat expected to be swept by the Bucs. Uh, I don't think the Bucs expected to be able to come into a series now with the Nets. And they're obviously the underdog. What do they got to lose, bro? But at the same time, this is this is championship or bust. And if you can get through this team with a, with a lingering Sixers or Hawks team, if you're the Bucs, this is the series right here. This is the Eastern Conference Finals right here. I think this is a huge series, obviously, for both teams. A lot on the line for the Nets, and I think this is when they go down. I said second round. I initially said first round. They got James Harden. This is a matchup that I needed to see in order for that to happen, and we'll see how this series goes. What do you got going on, Rich?
1: I think I mean I, I think I'm going to be picking whoever wins this series to win the championship. I just see them being the best team remaining, either one of the two. I got the Nets winning, but even if the Bucks end up winning this champion or in, winning this series, I think I'll have them winning the championship. My pick before the playoffs started, before the seating was even set, when we talked about it, was Clippers Bucks as the finals. So we'll see if the Clippers even make it out of the first round. But I got I got the Nets winning this series right here, uh, not the Bucks. And to me, it just comes down to. It was really impressive what they did to the Heat last series. I'm just not going to take that into account too much because the best three players on offense are miles better than any of the one best offensive players on the Heat. I mean, hell, you could argue Joe Harris would have been the best offensive player on the Heat in that series. Like, they just – Jimmy Butler wasn't getting it done. Tyler Hero wasn't getting it done. Bam was doing okay on defense but not getting it done on offense. It was – the Heat The Heat fell apart. It was impressive by the Bucs. I'm not taking anything away from them. It's just – to me, this series is going to come down to Giannis. I mean, he's going to control if the Bucs can win this series. If he's just going at Kevin Durant, going at whoever they're putting on him, because they have no way to guard Giannis. They have no way to guard Giannis. I think they could, like, throw some things at Holiday to Middleton to where they're not, like, taking over the game. But they have nothing to stop Giannis. So if Giannis is being, like, tentative and pulling up for, like, his mid-range or pulling up for his three-point shots, then the the Nets are going to absolutely smack them. If Giannis is, like, going at Kevin Durant and it's just like, I am – you can't guard me, basically – I, I think the I think the Bucs could have a real shot to win this, but I think I'm going to be picking the Nets in every single series until I'm wrong or until they win because they have the three like best offensive players in almost any series, and I think that's going to outweigh anything else. I don't necessarily – I don't want them to win the championship. Let me I'll just say
0: something, Rich. Let me just say something here, Rich. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's averaging 35-8-3 and on 56-46-91 in the playoffs right now. He's leading the league in uh, playoffs in scoring. Uh, Harden's averaging 26, 7, and 11 on 55, 46, 91. And Kyrie's averaging 25, 7, and 3 on 47, 38. And he's shooting 100% from the free throw line right now. Kyrie's getting water bottles thrown at him. These fans are acting up. I just need to, I just need to play this recording real quick before I get into any more of my, uh, Brooklyn Nets takes, uh, that I got for you. This, I think, is the best response to all this shit going on with the fans. This is Kevin Durant, who I think makes a lot of really bad, uh, responses, but take a listen to this. Hope Were you able to hear that, Rich? No. Good. Because Kevin Durant said your mother wouldn't be proud if you were throwing water bottles, spitting on players popcorn and on players like grow the fuck up like l- enjoy the game respect the game and i think that's what we need to see from some of these fans that are literally i think just doing this shit for clout for 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 views yeah. i saw that dude getting arrested trying to take like a FaceTime timer or, or whatever the fuck like dude you're a fucking loser bro like all y'all that are doing this shit are just are doing it to what get get viral like nah you're getting viral for yeah. being a fucking idiot i think y'all just need to tune down uh with this whole society be out in action But my whole thing with this uh, Nets thing, Rich, is what Kevin Durant is doing after missing 552 days, coming in, obviously, with all these expectations, with Kyrie Irving, now bringing in James Harden, what he's doing is incredible. Like, I think think not enough people are talking about that right there. Kyrie Irving, with all these antics and all these things going on, he's still performing. But let me just tell you, Rich, you want to know who is going to be the most important player for the Nets? If they win this series, oh, I, I already, James Harden. James Harden. You want to know why? Because if he's playing like he's been playing, like you talked about, like he was playing MVP caliber before he got hurt, they have a chance, in my opinion, to potentially win this series if they can D up. So it's going to depend, obviously, in my opinion, on James Harden. What do I think is going to happen? James Harden's going to do what he's always done, which is come when he has to show up in playoff time, big-time playoff time, he isn't there like we normally see James Harden. And I think with these other guys, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, he's going to expect them to be able to do a little more maybe if he ain't doing it or whatever it is, you're going to try and get James Harden involved because you know he's the factor. And it's just going to be a little too much trying to figure out in a series against a team that has proven they can potentially win up against these big-time matchups now with bringing in a couple new pieces. I think it's just going to be a little too much. I think it's going to be a little too much. Steve Nash, first-year head coach. I mean, you're literally banking on the fact that these three dudes, and I get it. Here's my other thing, too. Remember this whole thing with the dunks on Blake Griffin? Now, all of a sudden, he's got 19. He's rim running and and throwing down alley-oops like it's nothing. Like, I told you, this motherfucker was just acting like he couldn't do shit. Now, all of a sudden, he's starting. Yeah, of course he hasn't been great. But, like, that's my thing. You got, I know Jeff Green's a little banged up. You got a couple other role-player guys. You know what you're banking on? You're banking on three dudes being able to outscore a whole other team, a whole other setup. That's basically what you got going on here. They've been doing it against the Celtics. And, obviously, the Celtics bang up. Kemba Walker not even playing. Jalen Brown obviously oh. out. That, that to me, is not impressive. So, if they can okay. do that against the Bucks, okay. Maybe I'll have to eat my words a little bit, shove a sock in my mouth. But I got to see something against a better team before I'm like, oh, shit, dude, Nets, clear favorite. This is the series to see it. So, let's just wait and I, see.
1: I think the crazy thing about the Nets is, like I said, their first three offensive options are like – I don't know. You could argue, as great as the Bucks are, the Nets have the best three offensive players in the series. I don't know. Or do you want to say Giannis is a better offensive talent than Kyrie? Because I'm not ready to say that. I think the Nets have the best offensive three offensive options in the series. Defense is a huge part of it, I understand. But the crazy thing about it is, I agree, a huge part of it's them. Then the fourth best guy, Joe Harris, is literally one of the best three shooters in the NBA. Like, that's, that's pretty huge. That is pretty huge. So, like, I don't... I think you're right to some extent. Like, I'll tell you what's going to happen right now. You're going to come on here talking shit about James Harden after one of these games and a huge win where Kyrie and KD carry the team down the stretch. And James Harden won't even be fucking up. It'll be Kyrie and KD carrying the team down the stretch. Do you want to know why? Hey, Rich. Because Kyrie and KD are two of the best fin- uh, closers in the entire league. Better Rich. than James Harden at closing a game in clutch time. All
0: right, fine. And then that's the thing. And if they don't, if they don't end up doing that, if they don't end up winning in these clutch time moments, clutch time moments, where we saw what the Bucks were doing, pretty much taking out the heat big time, 30-point games. I'm not saying they're going to do that, but like, they're, they're putting up points at a high clip, too. And defense, I think, is going to matter in, a, in an NBA playoff game. I think the Bucks have a better defense all-around so team roster than the Nets. Let's do this
1: real quick. Real quick exercise. So, it's spaced out. It's the end of the game. They're d up one-on-one, man, uh, man-on-man man defense. There's no Dante DiVincenzo in the series yeah. right now. Yep. So, you're putting you're putting Drew, Drew, Holiday. Drew Holiday on Kyrie, yep. James Harden, whoever yep. you want to put him on, Giannis on KD. Kevin Durant. Yep. And then are you putting PJ Tucker? On, on James Harden? Harden? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. think James Harden's gonna get the better of PJ Tucker and that because that's what I'm saying. Like there's you could put this hey, on a big guy. Rich. Put, but
0: this is my point. Either one of these guys is gonna get some type of favorable matchup, regardless yeah, of who you're that's, playing. That's what I'm one saying. One of them's yeah. gotta one of them's gotta show out. And you, it'll change, it'll change, I think, with what you've been seeing in a lot of these matchups. Fucking just switching everything, all these NBA teams. And you end up getting all shakeups anyways until it's crunch time and you gotta gun. Bryn Forbes
1: isn't gonna be able to play in this series. He was incredible live series. I'm telling you right now, Bryn Forbes is going to get I said I was wrong about it with Trey Young in the Knicks series. I promise you Bryn Forbes can't play more than like eight minutes a game. They are literally going to switch onto him, and whichever one of them is on him is going to destroy Bryn Forbes, which is unfortunate because he was incredible for them last series. We'll but see.
0: We'll can. see. I think he's a 3D and D type of guy. And... No, he just, he, <laughs> no, it's
1: just three. I promise you, it's just three. <laughs> he's going to get roasted by
0: Harden. Or All problem. right, Rich. You know what? Uh, what I don't want to have happen, is, like you're saying, oh, you're going to come on here and talk shit about Harden. No, I'm not. What I don't want to have happen is when when the Bucks do win this series, I don't want you to come in and be like, oh, shit, dude, Like I'll my be, bad. I'll like, be honest all right. about like, what happened. Harden yeah,
1: right. has not come up clutch in past series. However, the thing to fall back on is in most series, almost every series Harden has lost on the Rockets, he's lost against a team that was more talented, so it's been like, yeah. It's the thing with LeBron, where it's like, he most of the time where people shit on him for losing, it's like it would have been more impressive if he won. He was supposed to lose that matchup. He went against the better team. That's usually been my thing. But he has also not come up as clutch as he should have.
0: I want to talk about this other series, but I I think in the West for me, I got Suns and Jazz. What do you got? What do you got in the Western Conference Finals? I got Suns and Jazz. I I think pretty handily, too, depending on who it is. I got the Jazz. I think they're they're the best team right now in the West besides the Suns, and I think that'll be a very Um. interesting matchup. Suns, Jazz, Western Conference Finals. Uh, I'm just not... I'm not on the Nuggets beating the Suns. No, I'm not. And he, and I'm thinking that regardless think who the Jazz it, are I'm facing, pick
1: the Suns too. I think uh, it can happen though.
0: I think Donovan Mitchell. You know, they lost Game One, and then you go four straight wins, three of those by double digits. I think the Jazz are showing that uh, they're one of the best teams, obviously, in this league with Donovan Mitchell on the court. Like when he's not on the court, different team. But I think Donovan Mitchell is a key to this team, and if he's on the court healthy, I think they're not going to lose this series. I got to give yep. some uh, love to John Morant, We talked about him plenty of times. He had the highest ever points per game by a Grizzly in a single playoff series, 30.2, 8.2 assists per game, 48.7 in his first playoff series. He became the fourth player to score 100-plus th- points over his first play- three playoff games, joining Wilt, George Mike, Ann, and Kareem. Uh, John Morant definitely balling out, wasn't enough to beat the Jazz, but definitely respectable what John Morant did for the Grizzlies, I believe, in the playoffs, and something to look forward, building on going forward, definitely in a better s- spot than I think Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, and that's just yeah. me. Uh, but I'm curious, um, Hawks Sixers, would... Hawks Sixers, I just need to know what you got in this series, Hawks Sixers. Wait, man. I thought I
1: was supposed to pick who's coming out of the West, what the West one was. Yeah,
0: yeah, you, you can.
1: Um I got the Suns as well, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that clear cut. Like it's very easy to see how the Nuggets win. Like I said, if Aiden gets in foul trouble, they have no other big guy to put out there. Like literally no one. Then Jokic will roast them. So like eight it's all it's really gonna come down to like can Aiton's stay out on the floor is gonna be the biggest thing for them. I got the Suns winning still, but I don't think it's impossible to see the Nuggets winning that. Um the other one's tough. I got the Clip, I got the Jazz destroying the Mavs if they play. I just think I respect Luka. I just think the Jazz's defense is too good to let Luka alone beat them with how bad the rest of that team's been. I'd give the Clippers a shot, but I I think the Jazz and Suns is a safe option too, which even though they're the one and two seeds, it's kind of wild. Like I did not see myself predicting that. I think it could go either way, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it's literally Nuggets and Clippers or something. The East is more clear-cut to me. I think the Nets and Sixers are m- matching up. For sure, in the Western or in the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals, West, I cannot I believe.
0: Anyway. All right, so here's my the, we got to get into this because I cannot believe this bullshit. This is just slander on the Hawks or what, bro? Like, what is the deal here? Like, Joel Embiid, I re, I heard has a torn meniscus. I've had one of those. Mm-hmm. You know what you're not able to really do when you have a torn meniscus? Play basketball. Let's just be real here. Uh, okay, maybe he can contribute with a torn meniscus after a couple rehab days. He's gonna miss a couple games. If he misses a couple games, you got them winning this series. If he misses the whole series, you got them winning this series. Mm -hmm. I think the Hawks are getting extremely overlooked here. You know what you're going to have to rely on in order to win this series? Tobias Hammers being next level, which we've seen him able to do this year. We'll see if he's able to continue. And Ben Simmons being able to do anything like an NBA player we expect him to be and also shoot from the free throw line. Let's just be real here. Dude was 0-10 heading into this series before he finished 5-20 of in the series against the Wizards. 25%. They were doing a hack-a-bend on this dude. Like, he's going to have to hit some free throws. And if he's not hitting his free throws, because they're going to probably hack-a-bend this dude, I'll tell you right now, the Sixers could be in some serious trouble, bro. I think the Sixers are going to lose this series for sure. I really do. I think the Hawks... I think it's crazy I don't think- the fact that going back three months ago when we had like a hot take session and I said, yo, I think the Hawks are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals and you're like, yo, you're fucking whack. I think it is so possible for the Hawks to win this series and you know what that means? They'd be in the Eastern Conference Finals and it's well-deserved, by the way. Well-deserved. Let's see how it plays out. I think the health of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons free throw shooting is the reason why you lose this series. I know you're worried about Trey Young getting locked up. I don't see it. I see Trey Young Burren, bowing, doing all the shit he's doing, regardless of who they're playing, because he's able to dime. He's able to get his own shot. Like, it's not going to matter. If he's hitting step backs, I know his shooting percentages weren't great against the Knicks. You're always talking about the Knicks' defense. Sixers' defense, is that that good? I've talked about it. It's been pretty good. I don't think it's the same with Joel Embiid not on the court. I think it's going to be interesting when he's lobbing it to Clint Compella when I think he's the most underrated center in this league. I think I mentioned the young talent around uh Trey Young and and the roster, and I love Nate McMillan. I think the Sixers lose this series. I really do. I
1: I don't think that's crazy. So if Embiid was healthy, I would think that's that's crazy to say that the Sixers lose this series. I don't think it's crazy. I agree. I
0: I agree. If, If if Joel Embiid was completely healthy, there's no way in hell I'd be picking the Hawks in this series. But you say it to me all the time. You know that matters. Injuries matter, and we're seeing it all across series in the NBA. And to me, this is going to be one that matters if he's not able to go or be hundred percent. It's going to matter.
1: I don't think I'm not like a hundred percent sure about what I'm saying. My guess is just they throw a different defense at Trey Young than he is used to seeing in the regular season. Different one the Knicks were able than what the a- Knicks were able to throw at him they're not going to give him any easy shots. They're going to make him play off ball. And that means they're going to force like Bogdanovich to beat them. Now the flip side of that is I don't want to ignore again, the Hawks do have a really good defense and your best offensive option is Tobias Harris. And then like what Seth Curry or Ben Simmons, something like that. So, like, by no means am I saying like, Oh, the, I, I think the Hawks in this matchup with the Sixers, not having him be the Hawks are probably the more talented overall team what I'm what I'm banking on. and again, I p- I'm picking it going to seven. just the last thing. What I'm banking on is basically, Ben Simmons shutting down Trey Young and the Hawks not being able to play their game, and that's what get, gets it done for the Sixers. But it's in seven, so I think it's close.
0: That's fine. Don't sleep on Lou Will on the Hawks as well. Don't sleep on Cameron Payne for the Suns turning into fucking lemon, been lemon, been lemon Pepper Lou. Skip to my dude. Lou. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. Off the bench looking like uh, young Lou Will Cameron Payne. Six-man bench depth is huge. Jordan Clarkson for the Jazz. Like, these are the teams that make it. Depth, I think that's what I like here with the Hawks. Lou will slept on all the depth for the Hawks slept on. A lot of players coming off that bench and a lot of good talent all the way through the roster. Uh I know the Sixers have it as well, but if Embiid's not there, it's, it's a different series to me. I know you got to go soon and I had a couple you know, I, have on, I had a couple funny quick, things to go to I, get in. I know you got to go soon, but go ahead, go ahead.
1: Real quick cuz I pulled this up while you were I forgot what you said that made me pull it up, but I found our images for our predictions at the beginning of the season. Yep. I'm not going to go through all of them. But I'm just trying to see if we had anything like close to right. You, what? Had exec- you had executive of the year as James Jones for the Suns. Yep, that could that could be right. Um,
0: I had Lloyd Pierce as coach I of the year. Roy he got Pierce. fired, but Nate McMillan, yo, he's legit. Whatever, it's all good. Lloyd Pierce looking both, for a job both potentially.
1: Both most improved. Aren't going to get it because Julius Randall is. But I had Porter Jr. and you had DeAndre Ayton, which both of which are like top top five for that. So those are both pretty good picks. Yep um i had lamello for rookie of the year you had patrick williams who, who did yeah, great. Terrible. i had ben simmons for defensive player year you had bam both probably not going to get it but both like in that running um i just want to see if there was anything else cool we had top five breakout players here so i had porter jr eight wendell carter way wrong shy he barely played and basely wrong you had A-N, Colby White, and eh, John Collins, and eh, Devontae Graham, eh, Colin Sexton played
0: well. Not, Yeah, not great either. You're uh, just trying to hype up your, your predictions that haven't been great thus far in the NBA playoffs. Um, I had some funny things to get in, though, before you go. You need to look this up if you haven't seen it. Have you, have you seen this Lynn Bowden Jr. tattoo thing? You have any idea what I'm talking about? about
1: Right now, I don't. Lynn
0: Bowden Jr. tattoo. Here's what I got to get into. You know know, who he is. Here's the thing, Rich. Here's the thing. You know me. I got some tats. I'm getting one this week. I'm getting a little nervous. Whatever. It's a thing I like to do. This dude, Lynn Bowden Jr. This dude's tattoo is is actually laughable. The dolphins one. He did that on his thigh himself. Okay, he did that tattoo himself. And then he tried to fix it. I don't know if you saw. He did now a second tattoo on himself in the same spot. Dude is wildin' bro. I don't know. If this... If I started doing that shit to me and you're my friend, right? You should be concerned of what I'm doing to my body. Like this dude, I... If if I was a friend of this man, I'd be like, yo, what are you doing bro? Like go to a fucking tattoo artist. Like what are you fucking doing? Like I, I hear the whole, oh, you regret any tattoos. Like... Yeah, like, maybe I could talk about that in, in a sense, but at the same time, they're all my t- tattoos. I don't regret any of my tattoos. I choose to get them. This man chose to do this on his body. This man takes pictures and puts this on social media for all of us to see. This is absolutely pathetic of a tattoo, Rich. If you ever decide to get one, please don't do it yourself. And also, don't take a picture of that and show it to your tattoo artist and be like, this is what I want. Because, by the way, most of them can do that. That right there might be the worst tattoo I've ever seen. Might be the worst tattoo I've ever seen in my life.
1: Pretty bad. Pretty bad.
0: Pretty pretty bad. That's embarrassing, right?
1: Yeah. No, that's awful. Um, I was gonna say, like, I didn't know he did it himself at first. I was like, wow, that looks kind of terrible. The dolphin looks like a. I don't. E- I don't even know what the dolphin looks like. It now. looks like I, a.
0: It looks like a, dolphin, like it, looks like it looks like a tadpole. It looks
1: like a tadpole. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could draw a better. I could draw a better dolphin than that. I can't draw.
1: It looks like some sort of dinosaur with the legs hidden.
0: I do want to ask you a couple things because you got to go in like three minutes, and I know this will probably be putting you on the spot, but this whole uh, Naomi Osaka thing just ties into athletes pretty much talking uh, to the media, and I, I know I've talked to you about this a couple times. Uh, what's your old take on this? Like, I don't know athletes, about it,
1: to be completely honest with you.
0: I know you don't, but I'm asking...
1: No, like I really don't know anything about it.
0: All I want to know is, do you think athletes have an obligation or a requirement to talk to the media, regardless of what sport you're in?
1: See, I don't know her like to to some extent. Yes, I don't like I don't know her circumstance, so I feel like I'm probably being a dick on what I'm saying. Like I don't know exactly what happened to her or what's going on. It's the fine. Whole yeah, there.
0: like you're not being a dick. Like, like she, some she to some d- extent,
1: yes, you are paid that much because you are a public figure and people want to know about what you're doing on the court on the field whatever you're playing i don't think it's to the point where like i think many questions are out of line and sometimes like it's maybe a little over the top like yeah. i don't know i don't know the situation
0: we're. where is to it right fa- is it fair for athletes nowadays in this in this rec- in this world that we live in to to do that on their social media accounts like and not have to have to talk to the media is that not the same like if after the game she the does a post it's not the same you don't think
1: no, because, I mean, that's, that's you fielding your own questions. It's not people getting to ask you questions. I think it's fair to say no and not answer a question, but I also don't think it's fair because, like, that's I don't know, it's taking a bunch of people's jobs away, to be completely honest. Maybe I'm being a dick with this, but, like, I think it's respectable to do that, and, like, maybe they don't have to do as many media obligations, but, like, the media people exist to, like, write stories about you that helps you grow, that helps the sports grow. They ask questions that maybe you wouldn't answer if you were asking yourself those questions. So, like, I think they serve a purpose. Last one.
0: I know I, you've heard me say this, and I know you got a minute, and then you're going to go. You've I've said this on my pod multiple times. You've been here. I've done solos on it. You know what we're seeing in the NCAA, Rich? Athletes potentially going to get paid here pretty quick. I don't know if you're following any of this. I know no one's talking about it like they should, but there's some serious turmoil going on in in ncaa in terms of college athletes potentially getting paid promotions via twitter and endorsements all this shit that they're talking about here's the thing that's pissing me off the most rich i've been calling for this for a while now all of a sudden the ncaa is going to let these people get paid but they're not just going to pay them like they should they're going to be like oh you can get paid on your own based on what you do on social media to me it's kind of bullshit dude like to me it's like it's like a it's like a weak route to letting them get paid like you're now telling people that they have to like have a social media activity and post and video content in order to get paid. Like that's a whole what? other thing they have to do on top of everything else. Like that's a job, bro. Like I post for a podcast. It takes me 20 minutes. Like I don't get paid for any of this shit. Like yeah, now they have. But, to, but dude, seriously though, like they're gonna have get, to go.
1: They'll get endorsements. They'll just get paid by. Okay, like, but, let me,
0: but let me. But let me just. Let me just make problem. my main point, Rich you're 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 the best player on the team you're fucking the stud player of five-star talent i'm fucking whoever but i'm still on the team you're making more money on twitter than me right based on how you look based on your status how is that fair how is that fair so now That's all
1: exactly was... how it's going to work at every company and every job everywhere if you're better you get paid more That's but is it, is it it though is it though
0: is it though? Like, if you're on a same level basis as all your employees at Indeed, like but everyone we're not that's in your same
1: level. I'm a five star recruit. I'm the best player on the team, and you're not. We're not, yes, not at the same level. But
0: that's what I'm talking about. Are all five star recruits getting paid the same amount?
1: No, it probably depends what school you. I, I don't. I don't know how. Well, to be fair, this isn't the NCAA regulating pay. So, like, there's two conversations. There's one where like. The huge issue with the NCAA is I agree, they should probably pay these athletes, but like the bigger issue has always been like they don't even let athletes profit off their own name. So you can't like sign an autograph for money as a college athlete. They'd be like, you'd be fucking in trouble for that, which is the dumbest shit in the world. If people want to give you money based on a talent you have, they should. And that's basically how the entire world works. Like if you have a product someone wants to buy, they are going to buy it for whatever that product is worth to them. So if I am more valuable to a company as a uh branding asset or more valuable at a signing or a promotion event than you are as another athlete that i might get paid more like that's that's how it's going to work it's not going to get it's not going to be fair but at the same time this isn't the ncaa paying them this is basically them saying like free market get paid what you're worth and that's i think that's like almost the most fair way to do anything no one's going to pay you if you're not worth getting paid.
0: I mean, fair. I think the NCAA is just messing it up. Like, now they're paying them, and it's just getting all messed up. This they're is how they're not they're trying paying to them.
1: They're just allowing them to get paid. Yeah, the but, like, that's the thing. So the it's just it's a weak way out. Pay. It's
0: a weak way out. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to explain. Like, but I, don't I know. think
1: this is where the argument comes If you're going to get paid, not, why don't I'm you just not, pay them? I'm not someone that's like, oh, well, they're getting a scholarship. They should shut up and be fine. However, if no one's willing to pay you more money— then I will fall back to like, okay, you're getting a scholarship to be there. You're not worth more money than that to anyone else. You're not going to play at the next level. Like, sorry, that kind of sucks. Like, enjoy your time here. However, people that are worth money to companies, to other people, should be able to make that money off their talent. So like, it's not going to be necessarily fair, but the other people like still are getting a free scholarship and the people that are worth money to a brand and to something else will get that money. It's just allowing people to profit off their own brand. The next step would be giving the athletes... Something from the NCAA for the money they're bringing in, which probably should be happening, but that's probably years and years away, considering this was common sense and took forever to get done.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, brother. Glad we got to catch up. Hopefully enjoy the rest of your day, your rest of your weekend, and I'll catch up with you soon. Uh, Enjoy them sports.
1: Sure. Good game tonight. Good game tonight.
0: Yeah, brother. I'll be watching it with uh, binoculars. Don't you worry about it. uh, I got Tuesday I got Tuesday afternoon off, so if, if you're around are
1: you are you off Saturdays normally or is that just this week?
0: I got next Saturday off potentially as well, which will be pretty dope.
1: Oh word. You should uh you should come through. Lisa's gonna be at a bachelorette party in Miami.
0: Next Saturday?
1: Yeah. Or maybe actually I might come back to Killingworth that weekend anyway, so I don't know. I'll talk to you.
0: Alright, we'll link up. All right. Alright, peace, man. bro. Peace. Speaking of the NCAA, dude. Before I take my quick uh, pick, I don't know what y'all—if you know what you're doing on your twenty-first birthday—but quick shout out to Montana Fouts, Alabama College World Series, Women's College World Series has been great. Uh, James Madison's the story here. They're the first unseeded team to win their first two games, and now they're one win away from championship game. But Montana Fouts last night on her twenty-first birthday, perfect game, fourteen Ks. Uh, Just an incredible performance, and really, all the sports, minus the NBA as well, have been fabulous. Uh, College World Series is back, a lot of college sports are back, lacrosse, college baseball, NHL playoffs into round two after the Canadians climb back down 3-1 to advance to the second round versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now they're up 2-0 on the Winnipeg Jets with a controversial hit in game one that, cause for a lot of shakeup in the nhl including a suspension uh very tough hit on jake evans um a lot of other things to update on the nhl playoffs for the second round which i'll do after the break got french open good golf mlb jake the grom nfl season less than 100 days away um we got a few things to touch on before i head out of here for the day be right back to do that solo here on the segi station Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Seg Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. shelter rescue much to many, but a life-saving campaign to, to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness in a household, but a loving companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this. Get yourself a little pet friend like mine. at your local animal shelter, pound, or nursery. Save their life, and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your sports center update. As I just mentioned, with Rich, the NCAA is now allowing athletes to profit off of the Twitter deal. The new partnership will allow college athletes to earn money from video content posted on Twitter. As I mentioned, Celtics president Danny Ainge is expected to step down, has stepped down. Coach Brad Stevens is moving up into full-time front office role. Head coach now being looked at for the Boston Celtics. Naomi Saki, number two tennis player in the world true from the French Open was fined 15K for skipping a mandatory press conference and, quote, will take some time away from the court. Bob Brenly, D-backs broadcaster, voluntarily will take a lead during some training after some Marcus Stroman sensitive comments that I'm going to wait to touch on with my guy, Chu. Helio... Castro Ventes won his fourth Indy 500. It's his first victory since 2009, 11 years between titles. Also won 2001, 2002. He is 46 years old. He became the fourth oldest driver to win the event. Jason Kokrak outlasted Jordan Spieth last week at the Charles Schwab Challenge. He's now the third two-time winner on the PGA Tour this season, joining Bryson DeChambeau and Stuart Singh. University of Virginia wins 17-16 over Maryland in the Men's Lacks national title. It's UVA's 7th national championship, which is the third most in D1 history. First back-to-back champion since Duke in 2013-2014. Speaking of Duke, Mike K., obviously, Coach Zusevsky making news as he announced after this season he will be retiring 41 years as the coach five-time national champion Three-time gold medalist, 1,170 career wins, which is the most in D1 history. He's one of six coaches with 900 wins. Absolute legend, but I got some smoke on that as well. Dan Mullen lands an extension with the Gators through 2026. Arian says Brady might be, quote, coaching at minicamp. Source says the Bills reconstruct wide receiver Stefan Diggs, converting his more than seven $11.7 11.7 million base salary into a signing bonus and roughly saving the team 8 million in salary cap space. June 1st was a big date for the NFL. Obviously, we're still waiting to see Julio Jones, Rodgers, some of the offseason moves projected in the NFL. Cam Newton misses practice with a bone bruise after hitting his hand on a helmet. We'll see how long he's able to miss, what this means for Mac Jones. I saw ex-NBA guard Gary Payton agrees to a deal to become the head coach at Lincoln University. And Tigers caddy Joey LaCava is again working with Fred Couples at the PGA Tour Champions event. I also saw the fans are heckling DeChambeau this week in Ohio, yelling Brooksy, all this shit. Obviously, the feud continues between the two. Brooks Kepka is not even playing in the event, but with 10 ejections at the tournament, clearly... Something going on between Brooks Koepka, Bryson and DeChambeau, and a lot of the fans getting involved in that. Obviously, the fans getting involved in some of the content going on during games, and we've talked about that here in the podcast, pretty much getting over that at this point, but I think you're going to continue to see that with how I've been seeing people acting at some of these games. It's just downright pathetic. Uh, I mentioned the College World Series a little bit. WNBA season is in full swing. You got a double doubleheader today on ESPN 2, noon, and 3. Uh, they're getting through their season just wanted to touch on this uh, Naomi Osaka thing real quick in a solo burst because I came on my last podcast and I talk about mental health I talk about seeing the post from Naomi Osaka and her struggles with mental health and when an athlete talks about mental health and uses their platform you know it depends on how it's handled by not only individuals, but the grand slam of tennis really addressing these concerns about mental health was pretty concerning. Uh, Let's just be real. Like they, they were trying to disqualify and fine her. And now all of a sudden they pledge with a statement, basically saying that um, they're going to, you know, try and help and do anything in there for Osaka. And when, when you're, A professional athlete and you first don't get the sport and then get the sport, I mean, maybe they're able to support you in some way and and things can get better. But just thinking about that right there puts it into perspective where there's plenty of people that don't get any support. Um, you know, I've, I've been grateful to feel like my friends want to join me on my podcast. Certain people listen to my podcast. I've gotten plenty of support. Um, but I've lost that sense of hearing that support. Um, so it's this whole confidence thing with me where now I'm just like, well, why do I even want to do this anymore? Even though I started doing this because it made me feel better about where I'm at, even though now where I'm at, I still don't feel great. Um, it's just like this, this whole thing where everyone's going to struggle with it at their own, at their own rate. And just seeing how certain people are reacting to somebody just not wanting to talk. Uh, not only to the media and it's a requirement for athletes whatever because they get paid a certain amount of money but what but all about these athletes that you know are struggling with having a talk whatever it is because some of these questions they have to answer let's just be real here aren't even sports related and the amount of pressure that puts on an athlete when they're feeling some type of way uh, mentally and I think people take for granted the fact that people are just always mentally good. Like, everyone's just always good, like, straight. Like, even if they're acting like they're good because they have to, like, doesn't mean they're good. Like, it's, it's a lot of this, you don't want to be fake, but at the same time, you don't want everybody to really know what's going on, where you're at. Like, you want to, like, seem pretty normal, right? I, I've just been finding myself talking about this. With, with so many people, but at the same time, having nobody to talk to it about. So when I'm talking to a random person about it at work or whatever it is and all things we get into or a random buddy that I finally talk to, they're probably like, dude, what the fuck? Are you good? And it's like, yeah, that's the thing, dude. I'm good. Like everything's straight. But at the same time, like not really. Like I'm not getting the type of support that a professional athlete would. And the fact that you can see somebody who makes millions of dollars, number two at their sport, uh, all up there in all time ranks and all these things at such a young age like all things going for it doesn't mean all things are always good and people just need to you know give her a break and leave her alone if she needs to take some time and figure herself out plenty of people need to do that at their own lives at all times so it doesn't really seem fair to just highlight her as a person now who is skipping these media sessions and doesn't like i just don't see the type of gripe that this person's getting when no one really knows what's going on with it Um, can't wait for Chewy to come back Jacob DeGrom has been pretty dominant I know Chewy's going to be better at these stats than me but I'm going to try and get these out pretty quick which is Jacob DeGrom has been flat out unreal Uh, he's got the third lowest ERA entering June in MLB history he's currently hitting 450, 9-20 he's got only four earned runs and four RBIs currently on the season His 14.5K ratio per nine innings and 13.4 pitches per inning are both league leading. This dude is incredible. I saw he had 25 plus pitches over 100 miles an hour, um, which is like some type of record. This dude's just humming it in there. Also, just getting dudes out at a ridiculous rate and obviously performing with the bat as well. Uh, not as good as Shonei Atani with the bat, who's also pitching. Uh, things that we're seeing right now in baseball that are pretty sweet. Obviously, baseball and the whole thing with baseball for me is tough. Uh, I'd honestly rather watch, and I have been watching this College World Series softball, uh, college baseball. I'd rather watch that than I would MLB regular season games because to me... You know, MLB playoffs, postseason, all right, maybe I'll tune into that when it matters, when it matters more, maybe last week, couple last weeks of the season, when it matters more, fight for playoff spots. It's just tough for me to stay intrigued in such what is a controversial, yet also boring, yet also, in a way, trying to get excitement, but also botching a lot of their headlines with, quite frankly, the way they've handled some of their situations. Um, it's tough for me to... Tune in to the MLB. I'd rather tune in and see what's going on with James Madison and the College World Series and, and this girl Montana Fouts and what she's doing for Alabama. I'd rather see the eight teams that left for Maine at college level and men's baseball or watch this lax, college lax, because all those games are win or go home, double elimination type format, whatever it is, must-win situations where that's where you get the most out of sports. Like, what do we want out of sports? Game sevens, right, in the playoffs. Like, we're begging for those because that's when everything on the line, there's no tomorrow, uh, right? The sports that provide so many emotions and all these great pictures right now with fans back in the stands and fans able to enjoy games like Rich was talking about, at a bar with some social settings, social gatherings, whatever it is, things that we didn't have for so long, feels pretty good. Uh, Looks a lot different than what we were dealing with, but – just seeing some of the people able to do that, uh, you know, it does feel pretty good to have this sense of somewhat normal back. Um, I know it's probably never going to be downright normal again. Everyone's going to be kind of doing their own thing in their own ways with this whole thing, and that's kind of how I thought it was going to turn out, and that's kind of how it's playing out right now. Um, COVID obviously still a thing. I saw just last night as I'm picking up food, There's CDCs talking about how They're deeply concerned, quote, with teen illnesses and all this stuff now, obviously with COVID, which is, let's just be real, still a thing. Uh, Wanted to give a quick NHL series update. Uh, As I talked about, a lot of these pictures and scenes and full-pack stadiums, not only at NBA arenas, hockey arenas, have been pretty incredible. Uh, Obviously, with that atmosphere and emotion of sports, everything on the line, playoffs, uh it's got that feel of just everyone was waiting to kind of get back out now that they're back out even though you got a lot of people doing a lot of things they shouldn't be doing uh most of the time it's been just incredible to see people able to enjoy their team win a game or lose a game uh the emotions that are involved in that and trey young and everybody going at the crowd shimmy and flexing whatever it is that That was just lost with no fans in the stands. It was just them playing with music, which is kind of what they do anyways. I've been to plenty of NBA games. They got music bumping in that bitch. All kinds of random shit going on. But with the fans there, it's just a different atmosphere, man. Them chanting, them booing, them saying all kinds of crazy shit, which you can say up to a fine line. And there's a lot of shit you can do up to a fine line uh let's just be real dumping popcorn throwing water bottles all the shit that i've been seeing running on the court i saw a dude run on the court and jump up and touch the backboard bro get tackled by a security guard like bro what the fuck are you doing like no shit you're gonna get in trouble for that like this is stupid to me he's bad he's gonna have charges pursued against him by dc police good man you want to be made an example of doing some dumb shit fine Clearly, these fans in the stands are impacting the games and impacting what's going on in some of these series. Canadians, as I mentioned, they came back from down 3-1 on the Toronto Maple Leafs in round one and now are up 2-0 on the Winnipeg Jets with that big hit penalty suspension that I talked about. Colorado Avalanche lost their first game of the postseason last night but are still up 2-1 on the Vegas Knights. Uh, They swept in the first series 4-0. Up to one on the Vegas Knights. Their series will continue, I believe, tomorrow night. You'll have these series continuing tonight. Tampa Bay Lightning are up 2-1 on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Bruins are up 2-1 over the New York Islanders, which is an interesting series where I'm at. Boston, New York, obviously a big-time rivalry. Obviously a lot of fans of the, both those teams in this area. Uh, really a lot of fun seeing that series go through as well. Um, should be some great performances, not only with the outcomes of the games, but just seeing normalty of sports kind of back as whatever everyone's going to feel about it. uh, It does kind of bring this whole, oh, all right, well, I guess we're not locked down anymore. Uh, I don't know. It's just to me, I'm struggling with this whole. This is we are locked down. We had to wear masks for so long. All oh, this is how things had to be restriction wise. All these things for so long. To now, all the signs, everything, kind of just coming down, and everyone just going back to, quote unquote, normal. Uh, I'll talk about that whole D backs announcer Bob Brendley when Chu comes back. Jacob Degrom. I don't know if Chu's around on Tuesday. We'll see. June first deadline in the NFL, as I mentioned, less than hundred days. Also, now I think we're like 95 from the start of the regular season, still waiting to see what's going to happen with some of these off-season stories in the NFL, particularly Aaron Rodgers, obviously dominating the headlines and the NBA playoffs. Game one of that Nets Bucks is tonight. Game seven, Jazz, Matt, I'm sorry, Mavs Clippers tomorrow. Winner of that will face the Jazz and then you'll have the second round completely set. Looking forward to, obviously, that and everything else that will be going on in sports this week. Hopefully, I'll make it in here Tuesday as in the afternoon. I'll have some free time as I'm off Tuesday, but I'm going to play TPC River Highlands uh, Tuesday morning, which is dope. Used to work there. Tournament's coming up there, PGA Tour tournament in just a couple weeks. So I'm looking forward to getting out there, going with one of my good friends from work, who's a friend with an NBA referee, who I'm also friends with. So, looking forward to catching up with him. That'd be dope. Never actually played golf with him and really know him and spend some time with him, but I haven't spent that much time with him. Three and a half, four hours. Looking forward to seeing what I'll have enough balls to ask, say. Uh, dude's been reffing in the NBA for 18 years. Uh, pretty cool. At least it's all about who you know and connections, and this will be kind of one of these days where hopefully I can just enjoy a day off with all the days that i've been kind of grinding working coming home setting an alarm waking up watching sports going to bed waking up at 4:45, doing that again uh just kind of grinding uh, i'm just working a bunch right now obviously in season for golf season getting ready to start doing all the uh summer stuff with the juniors and PJ junior league and really everything picking up at the course tournaments outings obviously everything opening up and No, it's great. Obviously, business and having to work. Everyone needs a job. Uh, I've just been also struggling. I don't know. Just, I don't even know. Driving. Like, everybody works, right? But how much do you work? I think that matters. Everyone only has so much free time. You know, sports are real instrumental to me. Podcasts, sports, talking sports. Got to talk to my neighbor on the phone last week. Who, It's been tough not having her around to talk to. Not having really anybody to talk to. Just missing a bunch of my family. And I don't know, now I'm just doing things like getting tatted up for four hours. And like, getting kind of nervous about that. But it's also something I want to do, so... I'll get an appointment right after I get a four-hour tattoo. I mean, I don't know, sounds pretty crazy, right? For a guy that doesn't really like pain and realistically is going to think about throwing up multiple times before heading into that, I don't know, somehow I'll do it. I've done it a couple other times. Even worse spots that I'm trying now. It's all a process for me. I've started to just really feel like everyone else should feel right at the end of the day all that really matters is how you're feeling i've been feeling kind of shitty for a while feeling kind of down but trying to make myself feel just a little better by doing things that i want to do uh, getting things that i want to get i'm on this like real epiphany right now i just been buying too much shit to be honest but i also feel like all i'm really ever doing is paying bills so i don't know spend a little money right it's this whole balance for me, because the more money I'm spending, the less I'm saving, the, ma- the less I can actually like do anything, make a move, Like always bitching about where I'm at and what's going on, but kind of done that to myself. Uh, but at the same time, I also feel like I haven't. Like I don't know. It's just like this whole process for me where... At the end of the day, people asking me, oh, what are you going to do for fun on your day off? Well, realistically, for fun on my day off, it's coming in, talking sports. Hopefully, my friends are around. Podcast means a lot to me, and people that support it and follow it, check it out, means a lot to me as well. And realistically, it's something I like to do. Uh, Everyone says, you know, you should have something you enjoy doing, hobbies, something you like to do. This is it for me. Uh, Haven't really been doing much else besides just watching sports, talking sports, working a bunch, and trying to rest up. Uh, not sure when I'll be back here doing the sports talk again, but until then, hope everyone enjoys them sports, stay safe. Uh, today was a fire pod, glad Rich made it through, hopefully I'll link up with a couple boys soon, see if Dukes is around, I know he wanted to meet up, I don't know if he's off today, but we'll see, see if I can ever get him to pop again, I don't know chew them she'll be back at some point definitely not on a weekend but those are the days i've been getting off recently which kind of makes me feel semi-normal but at the same time it's like damn i don't really have much to do so it kind of sucks it's hot as hell but i'll let my dog out for a bit enjoy some of the sun i guess and enjoy them sports that's all i have for the airwaves today appreciate all listening as always as always still have no shame what i had to say just a man with a nickname till next time everybody peace and love stay safe out there you're listening to the Sega Station.